Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This is the best Celtics podcast day to day, especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah, blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we are here post-game six. Celtics drop a tough one, 92-91, to the Washington Wizards. We are the Raining Jays, John Corrales, along with Sam Jam Packard, doing a quick Friday night show to just kind of tie up the loose ends on this on this game where I think after if you listen to the game 5 podcast we both kind of settled on the same place Sam this the Celtics figured out enough where they would come into this game and give themselves a chance to win where all season long they didn't all season long these games in Washington were blowouts they gave themselves a chance to win and yeah if you want to take a negative approach, they blew it, but they gave themselves an opportunity to win in Washington where they've been so terrible all year long. And to me, I feel like they figured a lot of things out. So from your perspective, I want to know how do you feel after game six? Definitely a frustrating loss because the, like you said, the, they were up five points with a minute and a half to play, but you're, you're absolutely right. This is exactly how we thought it would play out and we didn't like they ended up getting what five points from the bench. We knew like the bench and the role players don't really show up on the road, but the Celtics didn't commit the turnovers they uh, did in previous games. And I thought they played really good defense. They shut down um, John wall in the first half for in the second half, Bradley Beal was over seven until he kind of made those, those huge five points at the end. Um, Frustrating loss, but I think it's, it's it just points to the the Celtics. I have full faith in the Celtics kind of coming back in game seven just because you're right. I think they figured out the formula of how to attack when they when they um, kind of put all the attention on Isaiah. It just they didn't happen to knock down shots tonight. There was something you know, like forty percent from the field, thirty uh, percent from three. Those are just not numbers that the Celtics normally shoot. And kind of despite all that, they still gave them chance to win. Not only with a minute 30 left, but with seven seconds left in the game, they're up two. They deny the ball to Bradley Beal, which was the Wizards' first option, and John Wall made a great shot. I mean, it's it, it, it happens. It's basketball, but that's why you you play those extra games in the, so you earn that game seven on your home court. 
Right. That's basically what it boils down to. That the Celtics are the top seed because they're better. They're better than the Wizards. And as Danger Cart at Danger Cart on Twitter is saying, the Celtics are going to win game seven because home teams win game seven. You win game seven because you're at home because you're the better team. You've earned the right to play at home. And that's why home teams win game sevens. So that's basically what it boils down to. The Boston Celtics are the better team and you're going home. The home team has won every game this series. So being better means you get to go home and play a game seven at home. That's it. That's that. That's what we've been expecting. That's what I've said. This season is going to boil down to. It's going to be home team wins. And going into this game, I figured they would do a lot of the things that they weren't doing earlier in the series. Isaiah Thomas was not just blindly passing to Al Horford after being double teamed in a pick and roll. He did a great job of reversing out of those double teams because the Celtics were setting those pick and rolls a little bit higher, a little bit further out, so he's not just trapped in the corner. He reversed himself out of those double teams, and he swung the ball, and the Celtics worked the ball and got themselves open shots. And if he was passing out of the double team, he wasn't just blindly passing back to Al Horford. The, this, the the Wizards were waiting for that pass. They were overreacting to that pass. And the Celtics, out of those situations, were passing to other places, other places on the floor, and getting themselves open shots. In the first half, they missed everything. They shot 30% in the first half, 18% from three, and they were still right there. They had an opportunity to win this game on the road. So, yeah, people can be upset that the Celtics blew this opportunity in Game 6. But if you really want to look at the big picture, the Celtics almost stole one. And now they're going home with a complete blueprint and the opportunity to win at home and do the things at home that Washington can't do on the road. Yeah, it's it felt like everything except for the free throws, which Washington missed a, a bunch of free throws, which kind of kept the Celtics in this game. It felt like everything was really uh, breaking towards the Wizards uh, in this night, just loose balls. Uh, offensive rebounds, the, the Wizards did a, a very good job of that. But uh, nonetheless, the Celtics kind of, um, they were able to stay in the game despite their poor offense. I still think they did a really good job of limiting the Wizards in transition, stopping um, the half-court offense of uh, Beal and uh, John Wall. And it's, I mean, it's just exactly like Brad Stevens says. It's the one thing he said to the, the team after the game, Game 7 Monday, um, you think the, Cel- the, the Celtics definitely have the upper, upper hand because the home team has won, but again, it's Game 7. Anything can happen, but it doesn't seem like there's drastically huge adjustments or that uh, the Celtics need to make. They just need to go out and play basketball, and you just expect, you know what, Jalen Brown's not going to go uh, 0 for 5 and miss all his threes. Kelly Olynyk's not going to miss all his threes. 
you're just going to get more production um, out of your bench at home. It's kind of happened this entire series. So you just expect the the kind of things to go the Celtics' way. And you're right. They could have stole it tonight. They played well enough to win, but it just didn't happen because give it give credit to John Wall. He made a hell of a shot. Like that's He's a 29% um, on pull-up threes this season. It's not it's like if he had missed that shot, he, he would have been killed for yep. not going to the rim there and just settling for a three. You know what? He made a big shot in a big moment. Tip your cap. Game seven Monday. That's it. And what, what I've been saying all along that John Wall hero ball is coming. And I thought for sure, I thought that the John Wall hero ball would eventually doom the wizards in this game for this. If the Celtics were going to win, absolutely. That that was going to be the problem that wall would take over. It would stall the entire offense. And that shot that he stepped into the, the biggest problem is that he was able to step into that shot and it wasn't a contested three. It wasn't a three that kind of came off of a step back or a few dribbles or something like that. A lot of times, no matter who you are, when you can step forward and take your one, two, your left, right, jump up and shoot that ball, any basketball player out there knows that is a very comfortable shot to take. And even a low percentage shot, a low percentage shooter can step into that shot and at least make that feel good and give it a chance to go in. So if anything, if I had any criticism on that final shot, it's that I would have liked to have seen Bradley step up a little bit more into his airspace maybe anticipating that that's the shot he wanted to take. And even if he drove, trusting in his teammates to step up and give him the help. So that, if he had stepped, if he had gone by Bradley and hit a two, it would have been a tie ball game. So letting Wall step into the three was not ideal. Fine, he hit the shot. That's a shot that you want a low percentage shooter to take. Fine. So, big deal. He hit the shot. You go to a game seven. Done. That's it. There's there's no... People are crying at me on Twitter saying, how can you be so flippant or just dismissive of this game? Because I think the Celtics have figured a lot of things out about the Wizards. I think the Celtics have seen how the Wizards are defending. They are not overreacting, they're not being predictable. They are they're doing things that get themselves good shots. Tonight on the road, they missed a ton of shots. They shot 40% from the field. That's not the Celtics. The bench shot, let's see, 2 of uh 15. 2 of 15 from the bench. That's horrible. Two field goals from the bench. That's, like you said, we've been saying all all series long, benches on the road have problems. So I'm confident. I feel good. I feel good about this series. I feel good about where this is going. And I think the Celtics, like I said at the beginning in the preview podcast, Celtics in seven. It's chalk. Home teams win this whole series. Let's do a let's do a power rankings of uh, dumbest post game excuses from Celtics Twitter. I'm gonna go um, number four. 
the too much clock ran off. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, they lost a, like, they lost 0.9 of a second, but they like Isaiah. It's not like if Isaiah had 0.9 more seconds on the final shot, he would have gotten a better look. John Wall was all over him, and you just yep. Dumb excuse. Uh, the goaltending that occurred in the first half, like it's a, like so much stuff happens that just basketball games when they're close like that naturally kind of just get close. And one basket in the first half has zero anything right. to do with the outcome of this game. Uh, Ubre comes- absolutely goaltended that shot. But yeah, it was a bad late, call, but there's so many bad calls. Later in the game, Markeith Morris was going in for a dunk, and he got hit in the head, and that wasn't called. So it all evens out. Uh, and then I I think the, the two possessions where after once they were up five, you can put blame on Isaiah, I guess, for that, for that turnover. But at the same time, Isaiah is the one who scored the five straight points to kind of put the team ahead. So... I guess, yeah, you you would wish he doesn't make that turnover, but you know what? Isaiah Thomas put the, like put himself in that position. I can't put a lot of blame on him. And then the single dumbest excuse for why they lost is that the Celtics wore all black uh, before the game. I, yes. Um, I do, I'm just excited. I'm not actually excited. I'm not going to listen to any um, sports talk radio this weekend, but I guarantee there's going to be a call every 20 minutes about how these arrogant team – Thought they could go in there and wear all black, and that's the reason they lost Game Six because of their their bullshit attitude, and it's just the dumbest take in the history of takes. I want the Wizards to roll up to Game Seven at the Garden in hearses. I want fifteen individual hearses to show up with those guys coming out wearing Undertaker gear and just put that. Just respond. I want the Wizards to come out. And just say, okay, here we are. We see your your funeral response, and we up the funeral response response. Let's do it. Because that's the level of ridiculousness that this series deserves. Um, I think it was funny to hear Markeith Morris after the game say, they want to be a so bad because they came in wearing all black. Um, I think I think the whole thing is silly. It's But it's fun. Whatever. The oh, Celtics came in wearing all black. Whatever. I was all for it. It's like the dumbest, pettiest thing. And if John Wall misses that shot, it's hilarious. Right. <laughs> it's just, right. And it takes it shows they have a, a bunch of confidence in themselves going into the game because uh, it's a high risk, high reward move. And they they lost it. They lost big. But you know what? I, I like the confidence they have. And they're going to have to leave that building feeling pretty dumb wearing some black, uh, black outfits. So you know, it's, it's just funny. It was like, if you saw all the outfits, like if anyone do takes, takes a chance, go back, just look at all the, the Kelly Olenek looked like a natural in all black. He looked like a, a Canadian skater boy. Jonas Rebko looked like an assassin. Jay Crowder looked like really cool. If anything, I have problem with Al Horford because he wore a gray, um, long sleeve under his black vest. And uh, if you're going to do it, go full out. But yeah. in general, I mean, I was all for the all for the wearing black just because it's so dumb and so petty and exactly what the playoffs are. It's just, <laughs> you know what? And if they won, it would have been cool. <laughs> but it I, I, I don't think Al Horford is entirely clear on the concept. Uh, I'm trying to find an Al Horford meme that works for 
Al Horford doing great things. And the best I can settle for, I think I might try to find like a glass of milk. I feel like that's Al Horford. He's just like solid and strong. Just yeah, it's solid. It's a good protein base. It it does everything you need it to do. It's not flashy. It's it's just good. It's good. Beautiful, beautiful eyes. Sure, Al Horford does have (laughs) like like the whiz in Seinfeld. You just look into his eyes and you hear the harps play. But um, there's a picture going around today of Al Horford with his. his wife, who was a former Miss Universe, and my God, that's a that's a good yeah. looking couple right there. I'm yeah. not sure which one's better looking, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> see, this, uh, this is the thing because I think the Celtics are. I agree with you. I'm Celtics are going to be fine. Like it, I don't feel it's, it's a guarantee, but the way they played tonight, there's no reason to panic. I don't feel any negativity tonight, and yeah, sure. I, I watched this game at a bar, so that really dulls a lot of the pain. But I really um, – I watched that game, and I I saw the Celtics do so many things right. In the first half, I saw them do so much right on offense where they didn't overreact to the double teams. They didn't pass predictably. All of the things that I, I've been saying – in games one through five that I didn't want the Celtics to do, they didn't do those things. They didn't make those mistakes. They did the right thing, and they missed a lot of shots. They missed a lot of shots. They missed 47 shots in this game. But not contested or bad shots. They missed a lot of open shots that you open kind of shots them to make. Layups, dunks, they missed every kind of shot. there there's so many shots in the first quarter they they lost the first quarter 22 17 they could have won that first quarter like 30 to 22 without any doubt at all if they had just hit a respectable percentage of the shots they shot 23% in the first quarter if they they shot 4 of 17 now if they had just shot Six of 17 and one more three. So five more points. It would have been a tie game after the first quarter. So that changes the entire dynamic of how the rest of the game goes. So I'm not worried. I feel like it's one of those things where at home, the bench always plays better at home. That's just kind of a thing that happens. And if the Wizards are going to rely on their bench in a game seven, then fine. Their bench was today. They scored 13 points on, let's see, six of uh, 13 shooting. So not actually not a bad percentage from the bench, but their, their bench didn't hit a three. And so I, I feel like the Celtics will get production from the places they didn't get production tonight. And considering that every single Celtics game in Washington has been a blowout, and tonight they had an opportunity to win if they didn't make some mistakes down the stretch, that's a positive to me. And it's it's not just a positive, like I've been saying. It's not just a positive, like, oh, here's the numbers. They, it's the way they played. And the way they played, I'm comfortable with. And I feel like the way they played in Boston in Game 7 – 
that will work. So I'm fine. I'm fine with this game. I'm fine. Yeah, it really felt like game five, they figured out the formula. In the 48 hours since game five, I like because they had figured out like the, the way to kind of, when they're focusing so much on Isaiah, throw those backdoor cuts at him, create more offense. Because they kind of had that formula, I had all the, the confidence building that they had a chance in game six. I actually went into the night thinking they were going to win, but you're right. They played they played well. It's just a lot harder to win on the road um, and close out a series, uh, especially if you're not playing against like someone like James Harden who and you're playing like against John Wall, <laughs> like, you know, trying in the game. It becomes a difficult, difficult Ouch. task. So even though they have the formula, the formula makes it um, – uh, easier to win, but it's still it's still difficult to kind of close out on the road. So you know what? It's game seven. Let's, let's it's game go seven on Monday. Game seven. Monday, uh, boys. Credit to Washington. They're the first team, the first home team facing elimination to win in these playoffs this year. So kudos to them. Good for John Wall for hitting that shot. A low percentage three point shooter stepped into the shot and nailed it. Good for him. And so the Celtics are going on to game seven. It's Monday night at eight. We have a weekend off. You have a weekend to listen to the show. And, uh, you know, hey, here we are on a Friday night. It's me. It's Sam on a Friday goddamn night recording a podcast. I hope you guys are appreciative of that. I should still be at the bar. I came home to record this show. But whatever. That's what the playoffs are all about. Stepping up. Stepping up and doing your thing. All right. All right. I'm ready to step up with a, with a quick jams junk drawer if we want to wrap this up. Hit it. Boom. Tony Brothers, not a real person's name, terrible referee. Um, the DC, I got. I was watching on a kind of an illegal stream here, so they showed the Jumbotron. The DC, the children dancing on the Jumbotron in DC, so much better than the people of Boston. I'm sorry, Boston. All you guys do is dab. It's terrible. The children of DC are amazing. Um... Terry Rozier, Tito Rozier, still trying to make Tito happen. Jeff Clark told me it wasn't going to happen. He's Tito in my brain, but he missed a fancy layup. Make it happen. Make it happen. His name is Tito, but he missed a fancy layup. Classic. Um, Bradley Beal, kind of a known flop artist in my book now. I feel like he's constantly uh, throwing the flop, especially after that Shooting Stars um, meme from earlier in the series. Uh, That was just something I noticed tonight. Avery Bradley hit a big three in this game and then threw um, some double kisses. Uh, I did not, I'm not used to seeing Avery Bradley kind of celebrate, and maybe it's because the video is in slow motion, but I was just I was shocked by that. Um, favorite Hubie Brown quote of the night, talking about Jan Mahimi uh, after he had like 3,000 in a row. He doesn't like to move his feet. <laughs> I thought it was just like the perfect characterization <laughs> of Jan defense. Um, they had an alley-oop that actually worked and looked Looks well. That was oh, really like, nice. Really great execution. It was fantastic. Um, that John Wall spin move uh, that he hit with Kelly at the end of the game or, or towards the end of the game. If I like rewatched it a thousand times in slow motion, just hoping it would be a travel. It's not a travel, but it just feels like it should be a travel because he moves over so much ground, only taking two steps, moving so fast. It just makes zero sense to me. Um, and then two final things. Marcin Gortat was getting away with pretty much everything down the stretch of that quarter. Uh, the fourth quarter, just moving screens, shoving people on the back. 
Um, I really thought the Celtics should have just countered by doing a lot more of the same uh, on their end, but it just didn't happen. But it just looked like Gortat was getting away with murder down there. And then finally, the most hilarious thing in the world is just Brad Stevens waiting at the podium for the media because he's he's already moved on to Game 7. He said <laughs> that's all he told the people of the Celtics in the locker room, and he was just sitting there waiting because as soon as he got done with the media, as soon as he could put this game behind them, now I love that mentality. It was Belichick-esque. He, it felt like the, the media was just scared to ask him a question because he was he was just there, like waiting, just get this over with as fast as possible. So there it is, the quick jams junk drawer on a Friday night. Love it. Uh, I've been saying since the preseason that Brad Stevens is changing with his demeanor when it comes to the media, and this is just the latest evolution. With Brad Stevens, he's on his way towards popdom. I'm telling you, at some point, Brad Stevens is going to be old and gray and Greg Popovich running down the hallway, screwing with a cameraman running backwards. That's going to be Brad. Like He is on his way to that. He is a very, he's a youngling right now. He's going to get there, but I, I'm telling you, it's happening. He's a, he's a pop protege. All right, Friday night. This is the only time we're going to keep the show to less than half an hour, half an hour, because because it's Friday night, <laughs> and I, I think we all just want to go. But we're doing this show for you guys. We hope you appreciate it. We hope you subscribe on your favorite podcast outlet, whatever it is: iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, the. Tune in app, wherever it is, search for Locked On Celtics. You will find us. If you're not a subscriber, do that. If you are a subscriber, rate us five stars, please, and leave us a review. Let people know that we will cut our Friday nights short just to record a podcast in the playoffs just for you guys. That's a big deal. That is a big deal for us. So let people know how awesome we are. Spread the word. That helps us out a lot. All right. Celtics on to game seven Monday night. Celtics lose to the Wizards in game six. They're going to beat the Wizards in game seven. I'm telling you, that's going to happen. And we're going to go on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Book it. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but you heard it here anyway on the Locked On Celtics podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you run your business from your phone, so you can see what's going on with your company in real time. Go to netsuite.com slash podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is the last business system you'll ever need.